Welcome to An Apple a Day, a podcast, a resource, a community. Share your experiences and learn from others as we overcome barriers and learn to live a happy, healthy life with a disability. Welcome to the community. Here's your host, Jimmy Apple. Welcome to another episode of An Apple a Day. I'm your host, Jimmy Apple. Hey, and if this is the first time you're stopping by, welcome. This past week, we have a lot of new visitors, not only to the podcast, but also to the website. So I want to welcome you. Hey, I want to ask also, how you feeling? You feeling good? You feeling strong? Got your medication? Got the food being delivered to the house? You doing your exercises? Keeping up with rehab? Excellent. You can't ask for better than that. Let me remind you, an apple a day is brought to you by www.famousapple.com. Famousapple.com is the home site for this podcast. So if you get a minute, go over there, check it out. Let me ask you, are you taking all the precautions with this COVID-19? Are you socially distancing yourself from other people? I know as disabled people and people with underlying problems, we should be staying home and quarantining still and all that other good stuff. But there comes times that you have to go out of the house. So are you wearing your mask? Are you wearing the gloves still? A lot of people are becoming lax, which is terrible. You know, wearing the mask seems like the, the least bit of a problem because by you wearing a mask, you're not actually protecting yourself. You're protecting other people. You're doing it for the good of other people and other people are doing it for the good of you. So wearing the mask does protect you. People, I don't understand people. I don't understand their way of thinking. The other night, my wife and I, we, we took a ride. She had to go to the grocery store. I stayed in the car and my wife went into the store. And while she was in there, it's this one grocery store in Wappinger Falls, New York. She noticed there was five people, two men, no masks at all, and three, three women, well, Two women and a 12-year-old girl. One woman, no mask. The other woman had the mask, but she had the mask over her chin. I guess she breathes through her chin. And her daughter, the same thing. She had the mask down. What's the sense of wearing the mask if you're going to wear it over your chin, right? So my wife said to the manager, she says, you know, there's five people in the store here that don't have masks on. He says, well, he says, nothing I can do. He says, I can tell them about my, the policy, but I can't force them to wear a mask. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I was under the impression, and I'm going to find out for sure, but I was under the impression that you had to wear a mask out in public. We're going to check on that. But I got to ask, okay, what is wrong with people? Wearing a mask is a minor thing to do to protect yourself and others from this sickeningly deadly coronavirus. How does making it mandatory to wear a mask in public violate any of your rights? It doesn't. Would you say banning smoking in public places violates the smoker's rights? If no, why not? Tobacco is a legal product. I think anyone caught not wearing a mask in public should be fined $500 for each offense. This is my thought, okay? No warnings. If you receive three of these tickets, then you should face jail time. That's my thought. This is a life and death situation we're facing. You know what? I'm going to ask you, please tell me your opinion on this. Go to www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash disabled living and let me know what you think. Do you agree or disagree? So far, there's two people on there. Antoinette is one. She absolutely agrees. And Sean, he, 
He wants to take it a step further. He wants to skip the fines and just prosecute for assault, which I agree with. I agree with him. I think it is assault. It's assault on every other person around you. If you're not wearing a mask, that's assault. That's the same thing as getting into an elevator with a cigar. If you're, not offend, if you're not offended by people not wearing a mask, then you can't say that you're offended by people smoking. It's the same thing. Either way, you're spreading something that's going to hurt somebody. Secondhand smoke or your germs. So either you wear the mask or stay in your house. That's my feelings. But let us know what you think. Like I said, go over to www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash disabled living. Join the group. Join in on the conversations over there. But answer this question. Let me know what you think about the masks. And we're going to post the results next week. Okay? We got a packed podcast for you today. A lot of information about the coronavirus and COVID-19 has come out this week. And with the states reopening and who's in phase one and who's in phase three and, you know, jobs opening up again and people who have lost their jobs and applying for jobs. We got a lot of information coming to you today. So sit back, relax, and let's get started. The FDA warns not to use these nine toxic hand sanitizers. The Food and Drug Administration is warning consumers to avoid nine brands of potentially toxic hand sanitizers. According to a report, the antibacterial gels and lotions in question may contain methanol, which can be lethal if absorbed through the skin. The agency's alert specifically calls out products by Mexico-based manufacturer Exbiochem. CV, asking them to pull these potentially dangerous products from the U.S. market. Lab tests reveal that one of the sanitizers, Lava Gel, contained 81% methanol. Another name, Clean Can No Germ, showed a methanol content of 28%. Symptoms of methanol poisoning include nausea, vomiting, headache, blurred vision, permanent blindness, seizures, and can lead to coma, damage to the nervous system, and death, the FDA warns. Consumers should dispose of these products immediately in hazardous waste containers. Do not flush or pour these products down the drain. The FDA notes that they are not aware of any methanol exposure reports, but stress that time is critical if someone does appear to be suffering from methanol toxicity. The FDA listed these products in their report. All clean hand sanitizer, Esk Biochem Hand Sanitizer, Clean Care No Germ Advanced Hand Sanitizer, 75% alcohol, Lava 70 Gel Hand Sanitizer, The Good Gel Antibacterial Gel Hand Sanitizer, Clean Care No Germ Advanced Hand Sanitizer, 80% alcohol, Clean Care No Germ Advanced Hand Sanitizer, 75% alcohol, Clean Care No Germ Advanced Hand Sanitizer, 80% alcohol, and Saniderm Advanced Hand Sanitizer. I'll be listing these hand sanitizers on the website over at www.famousapple.com for you to take note of. But I want you to be aware of this report. It's very dangerous. Methanol poisoning is very dangerous. So be aware. Go over to www.famousapple.com to see a list of the, of the uh, hand sanitizers that you have to get rid of. Get rid of them. All right? Let's move on here.
The CDC has added new symptoms to look for with the coronavirus disease 2019. They are congestion or runny nose, nausea or vomiting, and diarrhea. Just what we need. All right, symptoms of the coronavirus. What you need to know about this. Anyone can have a mild to severe symptoms of the coronavirus. Older adults and people who have severe underlying medical conditions like heart and lung disease or diabetes seem to be at higher risk for developing more serious complications from COVID-19 illness. Watch for the symptoms. People with COVID-19 had a wide range of symptoms reported, ranging from mild symptoms to severe illness. Symptoms may appear 2 to 14 days after exposure to the virus. People with these symptoms may have COVID-19. Fever or chills, cough, shortness of breath or difficulty breathing, fatigue, muscle or body aches, headaches, new loss of taste or smell, a sore throat, congestion or runny nose, nausea or vomiting, or diarrhea. When should you seek emergency medical attention? Look for emergency warning signs for COVID-19. If someone is showing any of these signs, seek emergency medical care immediately. Trouble breathing, persistent pain or pressure in the chest, new confusion, inability to wake up or stay awake, bluish lips or face. This is not all possible symptoms. Please call your medical provider for any other symptoms that may be considered severe or concerning to you. Call 911 or call ahead to your local emergency facility to notify the operator that you are seeking care for someone who has or may have COVID-19. Don't just surprise them. Call them, let them know that you're coming so that this way they can get the other people out of your way and get your person, your your situation handled. Very important. So there you have it. COVID-19, it's not going away anytime soon. As a matter of fact, it's presenting new symptoms now. So we have to be aware. We have to be vigilant. All right, let's move on here. I have a message here about Social Security by Tracy Lynch, Communications Director for the Office of Inspector General. Scammers may contact you by phone, letter, text, or email, impersonating government officials to try and trick you into providing money or personal information. They may tell you Social Security is going to stop your benefits because its offices are closed, or ask you to pay a fee to receive extra benefits due to the pandemic. Scammers may even pose as COVID-19 contact tracers working to stop the spread of the virus and ask you for payment or your Social Security number. Don't be fooled. Social Security and other government agencies will never call you to request information or payment due to coronavirus or office closures, threaten to arrest you because of an identity theft problem, require you to put money into a protected account, ask you for payment by gift card, wire transfer, internet currency, or by mailing cash, tell you to make up a story to tell your family or bank employees about why you need gift cards or cash. Social Security continues to pay benefits during the pandemic. Social Security has closed offices to the public to follow social distancing guidelines, but its employees are still working hard. If you have questions about how the coronavirus has affected Social Security services, visit its coronavirus website 
you can get that through ssa.gov. If you receive a suspicious call or communication, do not call the number they get. Don't respond in any way. Ignore the message. Never, I repeat, never click on a link and hang up the phone without providing any information, even giving your name. Don't even give them your name. Don't confirm your name for them. To report social security scams, contact the Office of the Inspector General. Share this information with your loved ones and your family and help us to slam the scam. Okay? Very basic. Just watch out. Be careful. And never, ever, ever click on a link that comes in, into your email that you don't know where it came from. Especially if it's in your spam box or your junk email box. Never. Just get rid of it. Trust your provider to know that it's junk. And never. If they call you and they say, Hi, is this Jimmy Apple? You say, click, hang up. Don't say yes, don't say no, don't say anything. Just hang up. Don't even acknowledge them. Okay, let's move on here. All right, before we start this segment, let me say congratulations to the graduating class of 2020. It was a screwed up year for your graduation and your proms and your dances and your parties. But congratulations, you did it, you succeeded, you graduated, you're done. Thank God, right? <laughs> now, with students graduating and at the same time business is starting to reopen, a lot of people are going to be looking for a job. The pandemic has caused so many people the loss of their jobs and the delays with unemployment benefits have left too many people hungry and desperate. You can bet your bottom dollar that every available job out there will have hundreds of applicants and this puts the business owner in a good and a bad situation. Good because he or she has a large pool of potential employees to choose from. Bad because his or her business has been closed and they have to make sure that they can have the money to make payroll. Now, there's some things to avoid when you're taking on a new job. Number one, don't take a job that pays under the table. You know what I mean? Off the books. Don't. Just stay away from it. Well, I'll tell you why in a minute. Don't take a job that pays you half on the books and half off the books. Don't take a job that pays you minimum wage on the books and pays you the balance of your hourly salary off the books. Don't. See, all of this can come back to bite you in the ass. Trust me. All right? You take a job that pays off the books. Now, you really can't get in trouble. It's the, it's the business owner that's going to get in trouble for tax evasion and stuff like that. You can also, though, in the long run, get in trouble for tax evasion if you don't pay taxes on that money. That's right. If, if you're working for ABC Company and they say to you, hey, Joe, you know what? I'll pay you $10 an hour off the books, no taxes. And you say, hey, that's a score, right? He pays you cash every week. Every week he's giving you a check for $400 for 40 hours a week. Now he gets caught and he has to tell him who he paid. He tells him, yeah, I paid Joe Blow. Now Joe Blow is responsible for all the taxes on that $400 a week for every week he got paid. So now you have to come up with that money. And if you don't pay them, then you're in trouble. Same thing with the guy that takes the job half on the books, half off the books. You're responsible. Same thing with the person who takes the job at minimum wage. 
you're responsible for the rest of your hourly wages, the taxes. Now, here's another scenario. You get paid off the books. You Say you're working in a job uh, like my brother. My brother's an oil, oil burner mechanic. Now, this happened to him years ago. He was, he, he, was, uh, he was off the books. Something exploded in an oil burner, and he got a piece of metal in his eye. He had no workers' comp because he was off the books. The guy wasn't paying his taxes. The guy wasn't paying workers' comp. He had no insurance. He was screwed. Same thing happens if you're getting half on the books and half off the books. You get hurt on the job. So you're not getting your full salary, the full percentage of your salary. You're only getting paid for the percentage of your salary that was on the books. It's the same thing with the person with minimum wage and the balance off the books. You get hurt. You're only getting paid workers' comp based on minimum wage. You may be making $50 an hour, but the guy's paying you minimum wage. So whatever it is at this point, uh, say it's $10 an hour. You're only going to get a percentage of $10 an hour, not a percentage of $50 an hour. That's something that you have to look out for because you have to be able to feed your family whether you get hurt or not. And then also, God forbid, that falls into uh, long-term disability. You have to go on Social Security disability. Everything that you, everything that you're being figured out on is being figured out on minimum wage or half your salary or no salary. So it may look good in the, in the moment, but it's going to screw you in the long run. That's the last thing you need. And for students, it may look good saying, yo, I'm coming out of work and I'm going to be making $20 an hour, more than minimum wage. But you know what? It's going to screw you because it's not going towards your FICA. It's not going towards anything. You're getting $20 an hour in your pocket and you might as well just piss it away. You got to look towards your future. Now, another thing, don't barter. Don't barter with your boss. I heard this and I, I laughed. I laughed. Someone said that... They, they took a job, this, is, this, this isn't now, this was a couple of years back, they took a job in a grocery wholesaler, and their, their job was loading trucks. Part of his salary was he'd get $50 a week in groceries. Now you're saying, well, that's pretty cool, right? $50 a week in groceries, that's a big chunk, and you're getting it from a wholesaler, so that's even better, because $50 from a wholesaler is like, Almost $100 from a grocery store. So you're really raking it in, right? That's what I thought when he first told me. But here's the big caveat there. It was whatever his boss decided to give him. It wasn't like he could go in and say, all right, well, I'll take the the steak. I'll take vegetables. I'll take this. No, if the boss had an overage of Brussels sprouts, that's he was getting Brussels sprouts and whatever else he had overages of. It was like he was giving him hand-me-downs, what was ever left over. So, no, don't don't give up part of your salary on a barter system. Unless you have it in writing that, you know, specifics. But don't give up half your salary. You always want to get paid in cash. That's, I mean, you always want to get, you always want to get paid in cash. That's the, that's the deal. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to barter away. You have, you can't take, you can't take care of your family by bartering. Now, here's something else that I don't know if many people re- realize, do you know it's illegal to work off the clock? That's right. It's illegal for your boss to have you work off the clock without paying you. There's a thing called the Fair Labor Standards Act. Most employees are covered by the Fair Labor Standard Act, or the FLSA, which establishes minimum wage, overtime, and other protections for workers. 
Employees who are exempt from the FLSA's requirements are typically executives, administrative, or professional employees, or workers in certain industries such as commission-based sales and farm work. Under the FLSA, non-exempt employees must be paid for all hours worked. What does it mean to work off the clock? Work that is off the clock is any work done for the employer which isn't compensated and not counted towards a worker's weekly hours for overtime purposes. Federal law defines employee to include suffer or permit to work. This means that if an employer requires or allows employees to work, that time generally requires compensation. An employer may still be required to pay a worker whose work is suffered. Suffered work means the employee engages in work that isn't requested but allowed, such as working extra unpaid hours in order to help colleagues. Common types of off-the-clock work. Off-the-clock work can take a variety of forms and can even include work done off-site. Common examples of off-the-clock work allowing or requiring Unpaid preparations such as setting up a restaurant before shift, loading or warming up trucks, transferring equipment or preparing a work site. Unpaid post-shift work including cleanup, finishing tasks that should have been completed during the shift or returning to another site to drop off equipment. Unpaid administration work like completing paperwork, meeting with management, reviewing patient charts or undergoing training done on employees own time. Unpaid work such as when employees are asked to redo a project or correct errors without pay. Waiting for work when none is immediately available. Time between assignments and time in which the employee is required or allowed to wait for a task. Count as work which must be paid. So there you have it. Your employer can't tell you, well, you have to come in 10 minutes early to set up the tables for the restaurant. Or you have to be in a half hour early to check your trucks. You have to get paid for any time that you're doing any work on your employer's property. Or for your employer, whether it's on their property or not. That's something to take away with you. Remember that. You know, be be a little bit leery of people that say, well, I can't pay you on payday this week. I'm gonna have to, we're going to have to wait until Monday or Tuesday. Or they give you a check on Friday and they say, please do me a favor. Don't put it in the bank until Tuesday. You know, it's nice to be nice. And if a person has a business, they have to be able to handle their business. The same way you go to a job, you have to be able to handle that job. They expect you to come to work and handle the job that you're, you applied for and you took. You have to be able to expect your employer to pay you. They, they employed you. They have to pay you. There's a fine line between friendship and business. Don't cross the line. You're not at a job for a popularity contest. Remember that. You're at a job to support yourself and your family. You can be friends after the after the clock is shut off. I always believed that. I've had friends that I was in management. I had friends that worked under me, but we were never friends during the business day. We were friends after the business day, before the business day, on the weekends. But during business, we were employer and employee. And that's the way you have to keep it. It was the same for me when I was an employee. I was friends with my boss. We used to go fishing. We'd go motorcycle riding. The owner of my company, him and I, we'd go out on bike bike tours on the weekends. This is a man that owned a multi-million dollar company. But come, come the work week, you know, he was no more John. He was Mr. R. 
That's the way it has to be. And you have to be able to expect from them the way they have to be able to expect from you. They expect you to do your job. You expect to get paid. Don't accept excuses. All right. That's just a little word of advice. All right. Let's move on here. Well, I want to thank you for stopping by today. And I want to remind you, things can always be worse. No matter what, there's somebody somewhere right now wishing that they were in your position. So things can always be worse, my friends. And just a word on what's going on right now. You know, I don't know who said someone's life matters more than somebody else's. When it comes to people, I treat people the way they treat me. If you treat me like like I'm an ass, I'm going to treat you like you're a bigger ass. Respect is earned. Respect has to be given and respect has to be earned. I don't care whether you're black, white, green, or purple. You respect me, I respect you. Burning down buildings and throwing over statues means nothing. That's just a bunch of destructive kids. Immature ignorance. Respect each other. We have to fight this pandemic. All right? We need each other to get through this. This coronavirus, this COVID-19. We don't need to be burning down neighborhoods and killing people and shooting people and what have you. So, respect each other. Thank you very much again for stopping by. You've been listening to An Apple a Day. My name is Jimmy Apple. And remember this. No matter what, no matter what's going on around us, laughter is the best medicine. Have a great weekend. I'll talk to you next week. (laughs) Thanks for listening to An Apple a Day with Jimmy Apple, your gateway to a happy, healthy life. Join our community at www.famousapple.com. See you next time.